Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the darkest farm side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing paper? Swinging your tools the more you gave up? Call us the tricks of your trade! Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter? Don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade! Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Tricks of Your Trade podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Serson, construction adjudicator, lawyer and director of Tricks of Your Trade. Today on my podcast, uh, I want to explain to you the five reasons that the longer you wait to chase your money, the less likely you are to be paid. And even worse, uh, the longer you take to chase your money, the less likely you are that you'll be paid in full. So you're more likely to compromise the longer you wait. Now, this topic comes off the back of a webinar uh, conversation that we had last week where I was... Uh, I was confiding in some folk about how I used to work for a building company back in the day who used to finance their entire accounts department on unclaimed retentions. And it wasn't that they were withholding payment or that they were disputing that the retentions were owed. It was just that those people, those subcontractors just never came to claim that money. And I know that there are a lot of subcontractors out there who get really outraged about this stuff, and rightly so. Uh, In a perfect world, retentions would be automatically released at the end of the defects liability period. But the reality of it is, these subbies just couldn't get their act together to claim their retention. And so when you start to look at it from that perspective and you think, well, what was the builder really doing wrong? They were really just not calling you to say, hey, I owe you some money. And in what commercial world does that happen if you think it should happen maybe we're living in fairy tale land we really are um, you know grown-up business people we need to pull our britches up and up start acting in a commercially responsible way so those subcontractors whilst they were owed that money uh, as soon as the subcontractors would claim the money they would get paid but there was a percentage of subcontractors who just never came forward and claimed those retentions And so they were never realised for that business. And there was a whole bunch of reasons that I won't go into in this podcast where the builder might have made it hard for them to figure out exactly what they were owed or how, what the process was for them to claim those retentions. So please don't say I'm, I'm saying here that the builder is entirely blameless, but I am saying, can you blame him? Would you be calling people that you owe money if, if they weren't calling you? Uh, particularly if you're in a stressed uh, cash flow position, which a lot of builders are in this current climate. So there's this really funny thing that happens with us with money, and it happens with most human beings where when somebody owes you money, it's really awkward when you call them up and you don't really feel comfortable about it. It's sort of a conflict situation, isn't it? Where we call someone and we say, hey, I don't want to be, you know, nasty or anything, and this is a little bit awkward, but, you know, can you pay my invoice? And look, this actually happens to me too, would you believe? I am a debt recovery consultant in the construction industry and people don't pay me sometimes. Uh, When I first started having this happen to me, I had some funny situations uh, where I would get some interesting excuses from subcontractors. And, you know, it really sort of reminded me a lot about what builders do, where they give you bullshit reasons for not paying you. And the silly thing was... I knew these guys were lying. I knew they were full of shit. 
I see this stuff every day from builders and they were paying me to recognize it in builders and help them get their money. And lo and behold, uh, they turned around and did the same thing to me. And do you know what? Silly old me, I was polite and I shrugged it off and I said, no worries, mate. Let me know when you're going to get that paid. Now, let me tell you, I only made this mistake a couple of times because it started to dawn on me. How would you guys ever trust me to get your money back and kick down doors to talk builders into paying you if I wouldn't even fight for my own money? I had the old excuses where they would say, oh, so I sh I'm positive such and such paid you last week. Uh, you know, that should already be paid. I'll check up on it. But then lo and behold, it wasn't. And we all know we can make instant payments these days. I had the silly bugger treatment where people would short pay my invoice by a exact certain amount every third or fourth time I would invoice them. And I'm sure that there were people out there who never disputed it, but it was a small enough amount that it was easier for me to uh, just write it off in my finance system than make a phone call and chase that money up. But if you do that to enough customers over a lifetime of being in business, we're talking about a serious amount of money that you're pocketing for free. Uh, but really, it doesn't go back to the core of respect that we're looking for when we want to have ongoing repeat work with our clients, does it? If they want to trust me to be in their corner, they need to trust um, to return the respect and to pay my invoices on time. So I had to learn it the hard way, but you know what was really good about it was it sort of let me walk in your shoes a little bit as a subcontractor where you're trying to maintain a relationship with someone. You want to work with them in the future, but they're not paying you and it's really bloody awkward. I want to put your mind to rest about this. If you feel crappy picking up the phone and ringing your customer because they haven't called you, let me reassure you, your customer feels pretty crap too. All right, you know how it feels when you don't have the money to pay someone. So when you pick up the phone and you make the call to the builder, if you're feeling uncomfortable, rest assured he feels pretty bad too. So you both need to get over it and have the conversation. And I'm going to give you five really good reasons why. Because the odds are, if you don't get over it and get that call in ASAP and push to get your money, you are, you are less likely the longer time goes by to realise that money in full in your bank account. So the first reason uh, that you're less likely to be paid is goes back to that accounts department that that builder was financing on unpaid, unclaimed retentions. The builder knows you're willing to wait or that you don't have your act together and you can't figure out how much to chase or what to chase. And if you can't figure that out, how are you going to figure out how to debt recover? So that is actually a commercial um, option on the decision tree for a builder when they're thinking about whether or not they're going to pay you or whether or not they're going to pay a scarier threat from someone else who's much, much squeakier and um, pushing much harder to get paid. Now, the second reason is if you wait and delay even a week, even until the next payment claims due in, you're going to give the builder a reason to figure out why he doesn't want to pay you. So a classic one is when you get to the end of the job and you want to put in your retention claim and you wait. And if you wait six, eight weeks, sure as anything, there'll be another defects list that comes down. And so the builder will say, hey, defects, defects. But at the time that you put in the payment claim, who's to say that those defects even existed? This is really common where you've got people moving into apartments or to townhouses or to houses where if you finished your trade works and the builders accepted it, 
and then somebody comes in as a new owner of a property and starts shining a light on walls and things like that, I'm sure that you guys have all received defects lists from owner-occupiers and they are just a bloody nightmare. The reality is you had an opportunity to get your money in your bank account and say you did put your payment claim in but you didn't chase it up, now the builder's going to give you a payment schedule with a defects list and you're going to have to answer to that. Now the third reason you're less likely to be paid in full is because the builder's cash flow has moved on. So hopefully you guys, subcontractors, are forecasting your cash flow and you know exactly what money you're going to have in your account month to month on a baseline level. Builder's probably doing the same thing, hopefully, and if the builder is and he had it in his cash flow to pay you back then but for some reason something didn't work out, where's he going to find that money in the future? So when the builder's cash flow moves on, he spent that money elsewhere and you're going to be a big problem, a big thorn in his side. It may not be the case that he sort of looks at his uh, his bank account as a, a big washing machine of money and he just pulls out what he needs to pay whoever he wants to at the time. If he had money aside and he knows that you are willing to wait or based on prior conduct that you can't figure it out, you can't figure out how to get paid, he's going to look back and go, well, I've already upset you. Why would I go and upset someone else? I'm just going to string you out longer. And then the longer that you wait, the more likely you are to settle with me. So you might compromise because you're going to get dejected. You're going to get really sick of this argy-bargy. I've already ruined the relationship with you. These are the thoughts that the builder's having. I've already ruined the relationship with that subby. Let's not burn another one. We'll just string this guy out for as long as we possibly can. What choice do we have? We don't have the money in the bank anyway. A lot of them have got this victim mentality where poor them, their business can't afford this and that. But at the end of the day, you know as well as they do, that's their own fault. And likewise, the builder's cash flow has moved on, but so is yours. And if you didn't see that money coming in, you're getting more desperate by the day. So you're more likely to make a decision on a compromised amount or a smaller amount just to solve a problem for yourself that's down the chain in terms of people who are pushing you for money. So when they say time is money, look, it really is the case that time expiring will cost you money. It's not just interest on an overdue payment. There is a domino effect that will affect you all the way down the chain in people that you owe money. And your builder is likewise being affected up the chain. So you're not doing him any favours by waiting to see whether he can pay you next month if he didn't pay you this month. Now, reason number four that you're less likely to be paid or paid in full uh, goes back to that whole uncomfortable feeling of when you pick up the phone and you've got to call someone who owes you money. First time that phone call takes place, yeah, it's really uncomfortable. Builder, a bit more time goes by, they start to get some reasons up their sleeve or some excuses for not paying you and they get their uh, story together, they become more and more comfortable with your calls about this. And they might even convince themselves that you're not owed the money yet. I've seen that happen where they convince themselves that, hey, look, no, you're not being fair about this. And they'll try to do the uh, righteous path of telling the subcontractor that he needs to be a competent contractor and pull his socks up. Well, let me tell you, if you're a competent contractor, you're calling it one business day overdue. You're calling it two business days overdue. You're turning up in the guy's office before five business days overdue and you are actioning all of your overdue amounts. The longer that you wait 
for time to pass before you start having those uncomfortable conversations, the, the more uncomfortable they're going to get and the builder's going to think you're fine with it. But if you start having those conversations early, you can get the builder before they start to get their story together. They're much more likely to pay you in full because you're going to be the big threat. You're going to be the person who's on the ball, uh, who's running a professional outfit and making those calls early. Now, number five, this is one of the most common things that I see. Look, it'd be every single week I talk to someone who says, look, I had a deal with someone. Somebody gave me a verbal instruction. I've got a good relationship with that person and they're leaving. I know they're going to leave at the end of the month. They've told me that they're given notice um, and they're leaving the company. How do I make them approve my payment before they go? The old relationship story. Look, this is the bugbear of my existence with you guys. The relationships that you have are not with the builder. They're not with the builder, they're with the builder's staff. And people's circumstances change. The more time that goes by, the more likely it is that the person who you're relying on to get you paid in that company doesn't work there anymore. Or a good example, their circumstances change. We recently had a client who had a really good relationship with a contracts administrator with a tier one. And that person got a promotion and then all of a sudden their roles and responsibilities went from being the site contact to being responsible for the budget. And you tell me, if you're a young person who's just been promoted and you're working for a tier one builder, how much do you want to go to your new boss and say, hey, I'm going to make a big loss here. We owe this guy money. There's a problem. We need more money for the budget. Now I can tell you what's more likely to happen because I've been in this situation myself. That person's more likely to pull their socks up, grow a backbone and push back on you because at the end of the day, you're not the person who's paying their paycheck and you become a problem in their path to success. So relying on relationships is great. If you want to have a great day at work and you want to have really good camaraderie on site, there is absolutely no reason why you need to be unpleasant or disrespectful towards anybody at all in the whole world you can still get things done in commercial transactions and in life by being respectful and polite without compromising and I'm always going back to this systematic approach our webinar last week was an accounts receivable escalation procedure you can still view it on our webinar gallery on our website at www.tricksofyourtrade.com.au and it spells out every single button that you can push before you need to go legal to get paid. Now I've given you five really good practical commercial reasons why time is money in your business. But if that's not enough, you need to understand that your time frame to be able to enforce a, a payment claim and chase a payment claim under Australian security of payment laws, there are strict time bars. If you do nothing and you let the builder string you out, you'll lose your right to recover under the security of payment legislation in your state or territory. So it's super important that whatever procedure you have in place to recover your money reflects what those timeframes and deadlines are in your state or territory. You're going to get all of that in the accounts receivable escalation procedure checklist that I have put in our webinar gallery with our webinar playback recording. If you have any questions about what I've talked about on this podcast, feel free to drop me a good old-fashioned email at questions at tricksofyourtrade.com.au. 
If you would like a systematic approach to your contract administration and getting paid, head on over to our website and check out the Subbies toolbox. You won't be disappointed there. And just one last time, our web address is www.tricksofyourtrade.com.au. Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the darkest farm side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing boats? Swinging your tools more you gave up? Call us the tricks of your trade! Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter, don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade!